Xtox connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This Life Science Focus podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to keep you up to date. Hello and welcome to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. I'm Aisha Rashid, Senior Life Science Journalist at xtalks.com. And this week I'm joined by a very special guest on the show, Marcy English, who is the Vice President and Head of Biopharma Development at Estellas Pharma. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Marcy. No, thank you. Glad to be here. Likewise, looking forward to the conversation. So. Awesome. So Mercy, could you start off by telling us a bit more first of, of all about Estellas Pharma and the type of, um, you know, pipelines and the type of work that the company is involved in? Sure, sure. So Estellas Pharma is a Japanese pharmaceutical company. We're headquartered in Tokyo, Japan, um, but we have a very large uh, global presence. Um, specifically, uh, we have a, a large U.S. headquarters located in Northbrook, Illinois, which is just north of Chicago, and that's where I am based out of. Um, and then we have uh, research and development facilities uh, on both the east and west coasts of the United States. We have a location in the Netherlands. Um, but we, indeed, we're, we're a Japanese pharmaceutical company. I think a lot of people may know Estellas for uh, a, a, a drug called Mirbetric, which is for overactive bladder, but we actually are also very active in the oncology space. We have a product called Extandi, which is really the, the leader in treating prostate cancers and um, also have a number of legacy products like Tacrolimus, which is for um, uh, uh, transplant. Uh, uh, it's a transplant drug um, that's really, again, uh, kind of a leader in that space. Um, but Vioza, which I'm here to talk to you about today mm -hmm. a little bit, is, is in women's health, which is a okay. new space for Stellas. Wonderful. And so could you tell us a bit more, of course, about the exciting new approval of uh, Vioza, which uh, happened just uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, for the treatment of moderate to severe hot flashes and night sweats due to menopause? Yeah, we're really excited mm -hmm. about Vioza and, and really proud of this approval. Um, I, as many of your listeners may or may not know, um, there really has been kind of a divestment in women's health mm -hmm. and uh, not a lot of companies out there developing um, therapies for women's health indications. Yeah. Um, so again, really proud that Vioza is leading the charge to elevate that dialogue at the societal level about how um, something like hot flashes is so impactful yeah. uh, to women's health. And, and now we have a mechanism by which we can help women treat their hot flashes. Right. And so um, very important that you, you know, that you, you're talking about women's health and how it's often so overlooked. And it, it's wonderful that Estellas is working in this space and uh, with mm -hmm. this you know, kind of a milestone approval, I would say, for this drug. And so what unmet need was there in the area specifically that Vioza helps address? Right. So um, uh, 
back in uh, the early 2000s, there was a study done. Uh, we all know that maybe probably what we should start with is like, why do we even have hot flashes? Mm. Um, and a lot of people know that uh, hormone therapy has been used to yeah. treat hot flashes historically. Um, but it's only been in recent history that we've really understood why you have hot flashes. And hot flashes actually originate in the brain. Um, and when a woman is not in menopause, there, this uh, neuron in the brain called the candy neuron is balanced by estrogen mm -hmm. and another compound called neurokinin B. And it acts in equilibrium. And this neuron's located in the temperature control center of the brain. Oh, so wow. it helps maintain that feeling of, you know, homeostasis and sort of like even temperature. When estrogen declines during menopause, that neuron gets uh, unbalanced. And what hormones do or hormone therapy does is it comes in and replaces that estrogen and recreates that balance. When that neuron's unbalanced, it tells the body that it's hot when it's not. Mm -hmm. So it triggers that, that sweating and that every, what everybody knows about hot flashes, the flushing, et cetera. Fesalinitant or Vioza, as it's now known by its brand name, works via a non-hormonal mechanism mm -hmm. of action. So it comes in and it treats um, the hot flash, not by replacing estrogen, but by decreasing the ability of this compound called neurokinin B to bind to that neuron. So mm -hmm. it recreates that, that homeostasis. Mm -hmm. So it's really only been very recently that we've even understood like why women get hot flashes. But your original question was, why, why, is, why is this an unmet need? What do we know about it? Mm -hmm. One of the things Estellas has done, and I've been really proud of, and I was part of this at the, at the onset of the, the program, is we went out and we interviewed a lot of women about what the hot flash experience was like. And what we learned, like many aspects of women, women's health, is that, is that there's a stigma. And there's a stigma about talking about hot flashes. There's a stigma about talking about women's health. And women just it was one of those things where I think historically it's like, well, this is something you're going to have to deal with. Right. Um, and, and really it's, it's not something that we have to deal with. Um, what we found was that it's a huge impact on women's ability to do the things they want to do, the ability to um, feel good about themselves. Um, your listeners can't see, but I am the demographic for this drug. I'm in my fifties. I know what a hot flush feels like, and it is not pleasant. It's not a pleasant experience. And when that's happening over and over yeah. and over again during the day, um, it, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's sweaty. It's not good. And I think another aspect when we think about that experience is that you know, it's um, a time in our lives when women are typically at the peaks of their careers. Yes. Mm -hmm. They are part of that sandwich generation where you're taking care of maybe elderly parents mm -hmm. and you also have kids and you have all these other demands on your life. And there are things that you wanna do and you have your own personal goals. And, right. and then nature kind of says, oh, by the way, we're gonna make you hot and sweaty <laughs> we're going to add another thing to your plate and I think what 
gyoza does is it comes in and it gives, it offers a non-hormonal treatment to women who choose. It just offers another option for women who may want to manage hot flashes. That's wonderful. And options were limited. Like, um, you know, you've discussed in length that uh, prior to this, it was just hormonal um, replacement therapy and, and uh, you know, that has its own side effects. And so this is again, a very landmark approval. Um, I personally have not heard of many drugs to treat this specific, um, the symptoms of of, uh, menopause like hot flashes. So it's It has been very, very overlooked. So that's really, really wonderful. And uh, we're really happy we were able to cover the story and have you on to tell us a bit more about this. And uh, I'm delighted to be on. I always love to talk about Vioza because yeah, I it's amazing. And um, so yeah. could you tell us about the some of the clinical trial results actually that led to the FDA approval? I know that you talked about uh, a survey that you conducted and, thing, and things like that, that could have maybe been part of the data that went towards um, obtaining that approval. It was, but mm-hmm. certainly the data that we had to generate was very much that, you know, controlled and the Fesalinitin or the Vioza program was a very large clinical Mm. development program. Um, the, it was called the bright sky program and the cornerstone of that program were three clinical trials and it was skylight one and skylight two, which were our F, our, our pivotal trials, our efficacy and safety trials. And then Skylight 4, which was a, uh, a study that we did only to ensure um, the uh, safety profile mm-hmm. of, of Viosa. Um, understanding, you know, this is a, a potential therapy that will be going out to a large number of women. Um, so really having a thorough understanding of the safety profile was incredibly important to Estellas. Um, but Skylight 1 and Skylight 2 were our efficacy and safety trials per FDA guideline for the development of a treatment for hot flashes. You need to demonstrate um, efficacy at weeks 4 and 12 after the start of treatment. Um, and those are how we assess efficacy, but uh, the time points at which efficacy is assessed rather for registration. But we actually did these studies, Skylight 1 and Skylight 2, for one year. So we did them for 52 weeks. And what we saw related to efficacy was both the trials um, demonstrated a statistically significant and clinically meaningful um, reduction in hot flashes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We recently published the Skylight 1 data, actually all of the data from Skylight 1, 2, and 3, or 2 and 4 have been published, Um, but we published Skylight 1 in the Lancet, and there's some wonderful graphics in that publication, which show that not only did we see that decline in hot flash frequency and severity at weeks four and 12, but we saw the maintenance of that effect all the way out to week 52. So we didn't see any evidence of tachyphylaxis, so like rebound or, or, or uh, a lack of uh, a decrease in efficacy over time. We saw that that indeed Vioza maintained that reduction in hot flashes. Most women in our trials, um, about 60% of women uh, had a reduction of of 50% or more in their hot flash frequency. Mm -hmm. Um, About 30% saw a 75% decrease in the reduction in hot flash frequency 
And in, a, I think it's around 10%, we, women reported that their hot flashes were eliminated altogether. So it was not an insignificant reduction in hot flashes. We also saw very similar um, results for severity as well. The remaining hot flashes were uh, uh, less severe uh, if women still did continue to have hot flashes. Um, so in general, uh, uh, certainly a non-hormonal treatment that worked to, to improve uh, frequency and severity of hot flashes. In terms of safety, um, like I said, we did Skylight 1 and 2, and we also did Skylight 4. And Skylight 4 was specifically to examine safety. Um, and what we saw in that study uh, and in our studies overall, our more, most common adverse events were abdominal pain, um, uh, abdominal pain, uh, elevated transaminase uh, uh, tests, we also saw, uh, uh, really, I would say, I think what's important to remember as well is that actually the uh, rates of these elevations uh, in adverse events were quite low. Um, these were not significant percentages of women, mm -hmm. uh, but in generally a very, uh, a, a very uh, acceptable, certainly from the FDA perspective, safety profile for this drug. Great. And so um, is when will Vioza, if it already hasn't hit the market, and when can, uh, if not, when can we expect to see it on, uh, or is it is it by prescription? Um, it is. It, okay. It's prescription only. only yeah. um, and it is, uh, it is, in, it has been distributed to pharmacies. Okay, so wonderful. that was, yeah, that was really important for us as well, was we didn't want to have a drug approval and then tell people like, well, it's going to be six to eight months before right. you can get this. So we were uh, really focused on ensuring that our supply chain and our, our manufacturing procedures were, were going to be able to, to get this into pharmacies as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And so... Um, is has Viosa been approved in any other countries, any other regions, or is the FDA approval the first, or maybe among the first? The FDA approval is our first. Oh, nice. Um, but we are have done uh, we have done sequential or uh, somewhat parallel and se sequential submissions. We're under review uh, with EMA right mm -hmm. now, so under review in Europe, um, and we also have a development program in Asia. Um, which is a little bit further behind. Uh, we just had positive results in our phase two studies in Japan. Um, so really looking forward to uh, continuing that development program mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Excellent. So, yeah. And so what are, I, you know, I like to always kind of end off by knowing more about, uh, of course, the future goals of the drug, but also the company and like um, what, types of other drugs are in the pipeline and what we can expect to, uh, from Estellas in the short and long-term. Yeah. Yeah. So I, obviously I, I think, you know, Fezolinitant is, or Vioza, I still have trouble calling it <laughs> Vioza. I mean, it's a great name, first of all, but like, for so long being part of this program, we referred to it as the generic name. Vioza, yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, Vioso, I think we're really proud 
Uh, Astellas is focused on going wherever there is unmet need. And I think Bioza is a, a, a strong example of that. Um, and we will continue to explore um, opportunities for Bioza uh, moving forward. Um, and, and what that will end up being is certainly under discussion. Um, but, uh, you know, I think with this success and, and just showing that you know, we're, we're, we're listening to what patients are telling us they need, mm -hmm. listening to what HCPs are telling us they want for their patients. And um, what Vioza presents, I think, which is so important, is another choice, yeah. another option for patients, um, especially patients, and we didn't touch on this earlier, but you know, there's a lot of patients that can't you know, they, they can't take hormones. They can't. Yes. So again, exactly. this is, this is an option and um, it really comes down to ensuring that patients and physicians, whether it's for Vioza or one of our oncology products or, or, or any of our other products that they can sit down, they can be fully informed and they can have that dialogue about their treatment. Um, I think that's a really important uh, part of a Stellis culture. That's wonderful. Very, very important to address those unmet needs and uh, very happy to hear about the, the great work that Estellas has been doing and to get to this uh, landmark approval. So Marcy, thank you so much once again for being on the show. It was lovely conversing with you and to learn more about Vioza. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be more of a household name for <laughs> hopefully <laughs> and easier to, to be on the tongue as a uh, um, more and more people become aware of the drug and, uh, you know, and hopefully can help them with uh, what they're experiencing in terms of hot flashes. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best thing. You know, as a researcher, you just want to hear people say like this, this really helped me. Um, and that's 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 why we do what we do. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Uh, once again, thank you so much for your time. And uh, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you, everyone, and see you next week. Thanks for listening to the X Talks Life Science Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media, email podcast at xtalks.com, or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.